Welcome to midweek service research. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready? 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 Today we are going to be looking at we're looking at exposing mammon, and that's a series for the month of September. Mammon exposed. But I'm going to start from something. All right, where we're talking about burning for God, because by the time I go to the second um, um, teaching that is next week, you understand. All right, why that? Turn your Bibles to Saint Luke's Gospel, chapter number two and forty-five. Saint Luke's Gospel, chapter number two, from verse forty-five. Thank you, Jesus. Look what this is. Now, what's the background of this story? Jesus Christ, you know, born of Mary. All right, fathered by um, God, but placed in the custody of Joseph. All right, he was 12 years old, and they went to the feasts in Jerusalem. On their way back to their home, they couldn't find Jesus. So they were looking for Jesus. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? You know, look how it says. It says, and when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem. They were seeking him. They were looking for Jesus. And look at the next verse. What does he say? He said, and it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple. Oh, hallelujah. 12-year-old boy. He says, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. Sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. We're going to come back to this in a moment. They were sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. Imagine this. A 12-year-old Jesus was sitting in the midst of doctors, that is Leonard folks, concerning theology, and he was what? Hearing them. The first thing was he heard. He listened, then asking them questions. Now, next verse, what does he say? He says there, the next verse is, and all that heard him were astonished at his what? Understanding and what? Answers. They were astonished at his understanding and his answers. Now, next verse. Now, his parents find him, and when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sowing. Mm. Do you know something? As you begin to continue in your work with God and you become very fervent with the things of God, you are going to find out that sometimes even your parents will not understand God's dealing with you. And they will begin to go sowing over your choices. Hallelujah. They begin to go, oh, 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 he has taken ministry so seriously. Oh, she has become a religious nutcase. Oh, she's now passionate for Jesus. Oh, listen, you are not the first. It happened with Jesus. He says, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought this sorrow. And they were crying, where is he? Where is he? Next verse. Glory to God. Where is he? Oh, where is he? His colleagues are driving Benz. He's still trekking. Where is he? Oh, ho, 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 ho. where is he? Where is he? Where is she? Where is she? Her mates have triplets. Where is she? She's not married. She's following Jesus up and down. Where is she? You were sorry. Now what he said. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? We see not that I must be about what? 
my father's business so they, they, listen <laughs> jesus must have been a weird child he said how is it that you were looking for me he said didn't you know that i would be about my father's business my father's business now look at those words he said my father which is acknowledgement of his identity because for him to say my father it means he is declaring his sonship glory to god my father is a declaration of a relationship glory to god because god only does business with his children he doesn't do it with hirelings god does not employ hirelings in the family business he only does family business with his sons jesus said didn't you know i will be about my father's business everybody say my father my father's business louder my father's business i said louder my father's business he says it's my father's business now listen what did he call my father's business what did he find him doing he was learning glory to god so what was he doing so the primary business of the believer is to sit in the congregation learning the word number two to engage the word taught in order to gain understanding of it and number three to grow in that understanding should i say that again i said should i say that again so the number one business of the believer is to sit in your congregation learning the word number two to engage the word taught in order to gain understanding of it and number three to grow in that understanding so it means the father's business demands understanding demands understanding you cannot run on the father's mandate you cannot run in the business of the father in kingdom assignment if you don't understand it which why which is why the very first thing to do is to sit down and understand it sit down and understand it sit down understand sit down it is not enough to want to run it is more important to understand the mission sit down and understanding learning time is not wasted time learning time is not wasted time discipleship time is not wasted time preparation time is not wasted time any ambition desire to stand before people to preach to teach to minister that is not first of all backed up by an even more intense desire to learn glory to god is an exercise in futility the minister who wasn't a good disciple cannot be an excellent minister how good a teacher will be is revealed in how great a student he was I'm not talking of the Nigerian student too, who is collecting um, expo everywhere. I'm talking of somebody who understood what he was taught. For if you can understand it, then you can teach it. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm not talking of reading to pass exam. I'm talking of reading to understand what you are reading. There are believers 
who listen to message so that they can have something to use when arguing. So they want to listen to the sermon to hear some new revelation about some scripture so that they can go and share it. You understand? Not to understand the word that because understanding is what brings about transformation revelation brings about transformation if there is a thing revealed to you if the entrance of the word comes in light is better the bible says the entrance of the word giveth what light and provides what understanding to the stupid the simple there is stupid fool someone who does not know his way so when the word enters there is light and light is manifestation hallelujah light is visibility light is know-how so jesus from 12 sat down to know sat down to learn and he learned every day for 18 extra years before he started his ministry many people do not do not know all right they don't know that the appropriate age for a light to enter into Levitical ministry and start working was age 30. It was not a mistake that Jesus started his ministry when he was 30. That was actually the year, all right, where the age where you have come of age according to the law of Moses to stand in the office. So David was called at age 17. When did he become a king? Huh? He was 30 was 30. The Levites were to serve for uh, 25 years from age 30 to age 55. Jesus steps into his ministry at age 30. But what was he doing before age 30? Learning. He was doing what? Learning. Why? Because part of the father's business is to gain accurate understanding of the mandate. Accurate understanding of the message. Accurate understanding of the ministry. Hallelujah. Accurate understanding of the message. Accurate understanding of the mandates. Accurate understanding of the ministry. That accurate understanding is what is called in scriptures epignosis. Epignosis. Epignosis is the fullness or a full comprehension of a matter. A full understanding of a subject. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the word epignosis. Epignosis. The knowledge of the Son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright, through the knowledge of God. So that means there is a full and exact knowledge required for the multiplication of grace. Is grace not being multiplied? The knowledge is not full. Is grace not being multiplied? The knowledge is not full. It means when you find that there is a struggle in any area of your life, you have not come to a fullness of understanding, a fullness of comprehension of that matter. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. Amen. Perfect understanding. Now, I want to show you something. Go back to Luke chapter 4. Okay, we're there. I want to show you something important and just some little um, Bible study. Do you see this word when it says, We see not that I must be about my father's business? You see that word there? Come on, talk to me. Do you see that word there? Now, in the originals, this word business is the Greek word pater. P A T E R. 
So what he's actually saying when he said, what he, he reads in the Greek is, and he said unto them, how is it that he sought me, wish ye not that I must be about my father? Are you following? I will be about my father. So the translators put, instead of father, they put business. So what he's saying is, I will be where my father is. Are you following? So what Jesus was actually telling, what's his name? His mother, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I will be where my father is? Where is my father? In the temple. Hallelujah. He's in the temple. So I'm going to be there. That's, you didn't, what he was saying was, what do you mean you were looking for me everywhere for three days? Are you following? What do you mean? Didn't you know I should, there is only one place you should have checked. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. What does that tell you about Jesus? And what does that tell you as a believer? When a Christian is burning, you will know where you find him. A burning Christian has a playlist. A burning Christian has a reading list. So when you say, oh, it's on fire, you say, he must have read this, he must have read that, he must have read this, he must have read that, he must have read... Are you following? You can predict a burning Christian. If a man is on fire, it's predictable. What do I mean by it's predictable? What he feeds on is predictable. What he does is predictable. His habits are predictable. What he does for fun, what she does for fun, is predictable. You can predict a man who is on fire. It is the carnal man you may not be able to predict. You know who the carnal man is? The carnal man is not the man that does not pray. The carnal man is the one that is given to mixture. Do you get? Mixture. It's not too worldly. It's not too spiritual. You understand? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You understand what I'm saying? It's not too worldly. It's not too spiritual. He's in the world and he's of the church. You understand? He knows the scriptures, but he knows the world. Is the one that clubs Friday 8 to 1, then shows up in the VG 130 to 4. You understand that kind of guy? You understand? You, you understand? So, ah, guy, ah, man, this, this club is behind me, man. Wow, ah, but I, I got, I, I got, I got brush church. How they come? We get VG. So, he touches base everywhere. Kana. So, he has gone, sad, done all the grinding in the club, but he comes to the In fact, he can give a prophecy by 3 a.m. Confusing the angels and the demons. Everybody's confused. We don't know what's going on. Glory to God. God loves him, but we are all confused. We don't know what's happening. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? A burning Christian is predictable. It's burning. You can listen. A burning Christian, if you look at their statement of account, you can tell it's burning. If you look at his playlist, it's burning. You can fake Christianity. But you cannot fake being on fire for God. You can't fake fire. Fire cannot be faked. It's even difficult to mimic the sound of fire. Glory to God. You know how fire burns? Fire burns and you know, you feel the heat before you hear the sound. It burns, you understand? Fire. You cannot fake fire. When you are on fire, you are on fire. So, you can determine where the Christian will be found. If she's on fire, we know where she found her husband. We know where he found his wife. 
Hallelujah. We know where it's going to be on Wednesday. We know where it's going to be on Sunday. We know what you'll be doing by six. You can predict him. He's on fire. Praise God. We know he has read his Bible in the morning. So we don't say, did you read your Bible? We, say, we ask, where did you read? Can we share? Are you following what I'm talking about? We know what his proclivities are. We know his desires, his habits. We know when we call for an evangelism outreach, he will be the first day he's on fire. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. He said, we see not that I would be about my father's business. My father's business. Now, let me show you something. Jesus personalized and took ownership of the things that were about God. Everything that had to do with God's business and God's matter, Jesus took ownership of it. You will not be in the center of God's will for your life except you take ownership of God's agenda. The taking of ownership of God's agenda should drive you to your knees to pray. You are having problems praying for long. It is because all your prayers are always selfish. It's always about your needs. It's always about you. So your needs are limited. So your prayer will be limited. Your needs are limited. So you are going to pray. You understand? Yeah, you know. But when you are praying about God's agenda, my brother, you will never stop. You can pause, but it is to pause to come back. And you begin to find that the engine of the spirit is always working. Hallelujah. That engine always working. You wake up in the morning and all of a sudden the spirit is saying, Are you following what I'm talking about? How many of you when you wake up in the, in the, when the first thing you wake up in the morning, all of a sudden it's tongues. There is the hunger, a panting. Okay, la basaka tapasaka. Eko talabaka tukutu. Eperebetuku. You gonna lie down by kashu gudu bakada. Zadagada. Lombro godogode. Why? You are in alignment with the agenda. God needs a uh, uh, a, 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 a womb to bring forth His plans on the earth. So He is doing it doing it in you he's doing the incubation the incubating in you so that when it is what delivery time you can push the manifestation on the earth glory to god i said glory to god i said glory to god i that hallelujah is too small i said glory to god look at john chapter 2 take ownership Take ownership and stop being interested in shows, show business. There are a lot of people that always want to be seen behind the pulpit. The first sign that a man or woman is not qualified to stand behind the pulpit is when they feel that they ought to stand behind it. When they feel that they ought to stand behind it, then they are not qualified to stand behind it. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. Any man or woman who is not laboring behind the scenes, giving 100% behind the scenes, 
He's not qualified to stand behind Paul. Remember, David was given a hundred percent with just a few sheep before the oil of kingship came upon his head. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? With a few sheep. Glory to Jesus. With a few sheep. David put his life, look at me, he put his life on the line in front of a lion and a bear because of a few sheep. Some guys pastoring 10 people, right? Opportunity comes for him to get out of can in the country and get to Canada or UK. He looks at a few sheep and says in his mind, they are just 10, they'll be fine. He goes out. Not David. Not David. Not David. David said no. He put his life on that. Why? Because the man who does not give his all when nobody is seeing him is not qualified to sit on the throne. For if he sat on the throne, he will make the throne all about him. And not understand that the throne or the visibility that he has is towards a purpose. So that whether there is a throne or not, the purpose is king. Hallelujah. John 2.16, look at it. John 2.16, Jesus said, my father. He said, I said, you've made my father's house. Look at it. My, everybody say, my father. Such intimacy. Oh my God. May we get to that point when we say, my father. And somebody looking at us and saying, my God, look at intimacy. Listen, intimacy with God. You cannot explain it in Greek and Hebrew. You can rec only recognize it when you see it in a man's life. When you see it, you will know. I can't start telling you, oh, these are the signs of intimacy. No, 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 listen. Listen, when you see it, you will know. Intimacy with God is not forced. Intimacy with God is not acted. It's not dramatized. Yes, I know some folks will say, oh, we are already intimate with God. Yeah, we are in Christ. We are vetting in Him. We cannot be more intimate than that. Yes, true, positionally. Positionally. Glory to God. What I'm talking about now is in your fellowship, relationship with God. I'm talking about in your walk. It's work I'm talking about now. Don't, don't misunderstand me. Walk, intimacy in walk, in your walk with God. Glory to God. Thank God for you are, he has made you a new creation in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, who placed you in Christ? Is it not God? God placed you in Christ. Is that correct? Now, I'm talking about what you are doing with your walk in Christ intimacy in that walk where your choices every single day where you have to choose between the flesh and the spirit you choose the spirit every single day where you have to choose between the pleasures of the flesh and the glory of your spirit you choose the glory within your spirit every single day where you have to choose all right the, the, what you should express in the atrium whether it's the flesh or the spirit you choose the spirit that's what i'm talking about intimacy with god where you get to a point and where you say, I cannot watch that because it will wound my lover. 
I cannot go there because my lover said no. You understand? Well, the Holy Ghost said no. The Holy Spirit said no. You now, you, some of us have. Uh, uh, We've gotten to that point where we've so ignored the promptings and the leadings of the Spirit that we cannot even hear Him anymore. We cannot even hear Him anymore telling us, don't, 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 don't. We can't hear Him anymore. You understand? We've conditioned ourselves not to hear Him, to shut Him up. Hallelujah. My Father's house. I would say my Father's house. Notice he was saying my father's as he was talking about the temple. Praise God. Praise God. So we cannot take that and appropriate it and say my father's church. The local church is not, doesn't belong to the pastor. The pastor is just a shepherd. It's God's church. Did you hear what I said? Oikia is God's church. It's God's church. And I want everybody watching here what I'm about to say next. Everybody, listen to me. Listen to me. How you treat God's church, that's how you treat God. Don't let anybody lie to you. And do not lie to yourself. How you treat God's church, that's how you treat God. Forget all those things you deceive yourself with. You disrespect the church, you disrespect God. Because <laughs> James said, you know, he said, how is it that you say you honor God, you have not seen? Then you hate your brother, created in the image of God that you have seen. Why is it? When Paul met Christ, what did Christ say? He said, Paul, Paul, why persecuted thou what me? So when you persecute the church, you persecute him. So how you treat the church is how you treat him. When you are about making the local church beautiful, hallelujah, making it beautiful, making it wonderful, making it glorious, and you are doing it because you say, oh, it's my father's house. That is a reflection of your relationship with God. You cannot fake relationship with God. You cannot fake fellowship, intimacy. You can't fake it. Your words, your conduct, your choices is the fruit of that intimacy. That relationship with him. That relationship with him. Look at John 2.16. I've mentioned it four times. Let's read it finally. Ah, and said unto them that so those. So Jesus came into the temple. And they were doing merchandise. Alright. Right inside the temple. In the Old Testament. They were supposed to. What the Old Testament law of Moses said was. Every single person who wanted to offer the sacrifice. Was to come with the sacrifice. Right. To the temple. But what now happened was. People did not revere god anymore they were not coming with anything they just said okay do you know what happened there are money changers right that are in so what happened was you know there was the holiest um most holy place then there was the there was the holiest of holies there was the most holy place then there was the what do you call it the outer court so you now had the money changers and the seller of those and turtle those inside the outer court so as you want to say, okay, buy two thirty dollars there for sin offering. Buy two dollars. Oh yeah, I want to bring him a baby. Oh yeah, buy three, buy three. You understand? And they are doing that right there in the temple. And Jesus came and said, eh? outer court that is supposed to be a shadow 
of my body broken for you. That is what you people have turned to what? House of merchandise. So he said, he said, take these things hence. He said, make not my words, my father's house, my father's house. He said, make not my father's house. He personalized God. He said, my father's house. Look at John chapter 5. Like I said in the WhatsApp message I sent, I said, permit me to awaken you to righteousness. Permit me to wake you up if you are sleeping. Permit me to make it uncomfortable for your conscience to live uh, a mediocre Christian life. Permit me to make it uncomfortable for you to live a carnal life. And be comfortable with coming to church and, you know, coming to church when you want to. To say you are a worker in church, but you show up, you know, by 9.15. And, uh, and you just, whoo, just, you know, like that. There's some folks like that. Don't be that. It's a reflection of your relationship with God. It's a reflection of your relationship with God. Look at John 5. And 17. Look how Jesus said. First in John 2 he said. Make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Now look at what he says here. Very powerfully. Everybody. Look at what he says. He said. But Jesus answered them. My father does what? Walketh hitherto. And what? Now he says. My father walks. And I walk. Which means the man who is burning for God has deciphered what God is doing and is doing the same. Intimacy lets you know what the Father has done that you should do. Which means you cannot serve a God you are not in fellowship with. By fellowship, I'm talking of in communication with. For it is in communication you are able to discern instruction. The work of God is the work of God because God is the first one that has done it. So that you can do it. What God has not done, you should not do. What God is not doing, you should have no hand in. For you to do it, God must be the one that has first done it. My father walketh, it at all, and I walk. So what Jesus was saying, every morning I download the playbook from the father. I see what he has done in the spirit. I replicate in the natural. So blind Bartimaeus' eyes being opened, I saw the father open them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Alright, the woman with the issue of blood healed, I saw the father do the same. Glory to God. So it means the death of Jesus on the cross. Jesus literally must have seen the father portrayed dead on that cross. So Jesus aligned with what he saw the father do. So the work of God, the man who is burning for God, working for God, aligns himself to what God is doing. This is why burning for God, ministry, working for God is devoid of ambition. You cannot be ambitious. For you can only and should only do what God has done. 
Think about it. The same Jesus that walked into Jerusalem triumphantly and thousands of people were saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that come in the name of the Lord, was the same Jesus who was crucified. Both was God's will. Both was prophesied. The triumphant entry was prophesied. And his death was prophesied. Can you see the extremes? One looked positive and magnification. The other looked like shame. But both was God's will. That is why ambition is not part of this thing. Glory to God. Glory to God. The same God who sent Philip to Samaria. The same God he sent Philip to Samaria to preach to the whole city. Is the same God that sent him to Ethiopian, the Ethiopian eunuch to preach to one man. Same God. Same God. The same God who sent Moses to bring Israel out of Egypt was the same one who orchestrated his what? His fleeing from Egypt and to ten sheep for 40 years. Same God. The same God who anointed David at 17 orchestrated him moving around for 13 years learning kingship without a throne. Same God. Glory to God. Same God. Same God. This is why ministry is not about you. It is first about God. First about Him. My Father walk. It how I walk. The degree of the glory of God manifested in your life is a function of alignment. How much of His work are you doing? How much of His work are you chasing? Have you died to self? died to the opinion of others about you died to your false opinions about yourself have you died to that have you died to the expectation of the wicked have you died to the expectation of your parents have you died to the expectation of your siblings what they think your life should look like what they think you should be in life have you died to that expectation Have you died to your, your idea of what success looks like? Have you died to the world's idea of what success looks like? Because all of these things are enemies of the cross. All of these things are enemies of God's plan and God's work to your life. Praise the Lord. <laughs> God sends the man to New York who does not like New York. That him being in New York is not about New York, but about God. God says the man who loves New York, who New York is his idol, sends him to Oshun. So that the work is not about what that man likes. Because after all, the kingdom of God is better than New York or Oshun. God is teaching that man to esteem the eternal above the ephemeral hallelujah hallelujah so jesus says my father walk and eat that way i walk showing us that miracle ministry is a laboring together with god look at first corinthians 3 and 9 labakate zumbratakata zangandi lobrahaya Sacrificing for your local church is sacrificing for God. I always look at some folks. Hmm. God cannot be mocked. Have you noticed that thing? 
Paul said God is not mocked. You can't mock him. You cannot mock God. And one thing about God, he is fair. When we stand before Jesus Christ, it's fair. You will see that the people that were giving reward, it's fair. You cannot say they were cheating. It is only before Jesus that there will be fair acknowledgement of what every man has done. Fair. No cheating. Praise God. You can trick your pastor. You can't trick God. Then again, you cannot trick a pastor who is intimate with Jesus for long? <laughs> Glory to God. Did you hear what I said? Gehazi was tricking Elisha until he couldn't trick him anymore. Because you see, one thing about the spirit is if you continue in a particular part, one day your beans go down. Praise the Lord. A word of the Lord will just come. Pra, a vision. Pra, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 9. Are you getting blessed? Are you being stirred up? I said, are you being stirred up to do more? Look at 1 Corinthians 3 and 9. Look at how Paul says. He says, for we are laborers together with God. What a honor. Do you know what that means? How can I be a co-laborer with God? Hey! See the calling. Some people are not answering. So that means when I do things in the house of God, I am a laborer together with God. When I give in the house of God, I am a laborer together with God. Me and God are doing this thing together. So I can pray and say, Papa God, my partner, I will be correct. Haya. Papa God, my partner. Oh, we are building this. Oh, Lord, show me the next design. Show me the next step so that I can ensure that what you want done is done. Imagine praying about money that way. Father, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I request for resources to carry out what you have shown me that must be carried out. Which means I am, I am requesting resources to build according to the pattern you have shown Glory to God. So when I realize I need billions for it, for when I'm calling for billions, there is a purpose in mind. When I'm calling for trillions, there is a purpose in mind. When I'm planning that business, when I'm praying for that promotion, there is a purpose what? In mind. Any testimony you give about financial increase that does not have at its end that your support for the purposes of God on the earth increase is a futile testimony. It is not a Christian testimony. Your testimony is not that you got a better job. Your testimony is not that you got a better house. Or your, your testimony is, for, oh, I thank God. I got a better God, a job. I applied for it and I got it. My, 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 my income has multiplied by two. I thank God because now I can give at the level I've always wanted to give. Are you getting it? Glory to God. I can give at the level I always wanted to give. Amen. My father works and I work. My father works that I work. We are co-laborers together with God. He says, ye are God's what? Husbandry. Ye are God's what? Building. Amen. Amen. So there is a father consciousness where we see all we do for the kingdom as an extension of our unity with the father and connection to him. Praise God. 
all right it's an extension so that means oh everything i'm doing is with a father consciousness everything i'm doing is with the father consciousness it's a consciousness of the father and consciousness of his business of his business now write this down the man who burns for god will seek the following the man who burns for god will seek the following Number one, he will seek the knowledge. He will seek knowledge of the Father through the Word. He will seek knowledge of the Father through the Word. Number two, he will seek the manifested presence of God in prayer. Number three, he will seek the manifested presence of God through local church meetings. And number four, he will seek to manifest the power and presence of God amongst unbelievers. He will seek to manifest the power and presence of God amongst unbelievers. Now, the man who burns for God would flee the following. Flee. So there are things he will seek. Then there are things he will flee. There are things to abstain from. Fire abstains from water for fire to keep burning. No, no matter how great fire is, water quenches it. Praise the Lord. You know, have you seen great fires? They will say fire is burning in Australia. What do they do? It's not water. It's water, right? They pour water on the fire. No matter how great the fire is, pour water, it will eventually die. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No matter how hot a place is, when rain falls, everywhere is cool. What does that tell you? For fire to remain burning, there are things you must flee from. Number one, idolatry. First Corinthians 10 14. What is idolatry? An idol is anything you place above God. An idol is anything you place above God and above his plans for you. I can continue serving, serving God. But once a rich husband comes, that's the end though. Ah, it will be hard. Ah, it will be hard. Ah, it will be hard. If he, especially if he's tall. Then he's not an American citizen. Ah, pastor. Ah, shalabaye. It's the will of God, though. He doesn't know the world. We teach him. He wants sex before marriage. There is forgiveness in Christ. We do the sex. We forgive. Don't worry, Pastor. You have taught us that, um, in, in, you know, in him. I am, you know, we just sang his song. I am forgiving much. So, Pastor, we will see much because the forgiveness is much. Husband is your idol. For some, it's money. Money is your idol. They will sacrifice serving God on the altar of a better job. If that job will give them more money, they don't consider ministry. Idolatry. An idol could be your reputation. A self-serving Christian is not a burning Christian. Your reputation. Somebody began to follow you on Twitter. Now you don't post short stuff. 
They don't, you don't want them to see you as a religious freak. Because the CEO is following the CEO of your company is following you. So you are now talking things that because you are hoping he's seeing your tweets. Then when he likes it, why Sherry? Yes. You sacrifice your service to God on the altar of a man whose life is in his nose. That can die tomorrow. You've made man an idol. You've made a vain thing your idol. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Flee idolatry. Run from it. An idol could be yourself. An idol could be your own lusts and desires. Your own lost cravings. You have to learn how to forego the things you even desire because of God. What God wants. When you are doing that, the more you are doing that, you are dying. So flesh. You are dying. You are crucifying the flesh. You are crucifying the flesh. Crucifying the flesh is a daily thing. Crucifying your flesh is mortifying. You are mortifying the deeds. Mortifying the desires of the body. And you see, that is a daily thing. You see, every single time, you, are, you always have daily, you know, that battle. Where desires of the flesh come. Every single time you yield to those desires of the flesh, you have given, you have given up ground. Praise God. I heard some people say, oh, you are born again. You have crucified the flesh. The flesh has no more power. But you are still falling into sin now. So what are we saying here? We have to teach it properly. The believer can walk in the flesh. If you couldn't walk in the flesh, the Bible would not have said walk in the what? In the spirit. So the fact that it's a command to walk in the spirit means that there is a possibility of walking where? In the flesh. And he now tells what the flesh is. And he tells you what flesh is. When he says, alright, um, he that is baptized the Lord is what? He that is uh, Galatians 3.27. Galatians 3.27. Ah, this is Galatians. This is my Bible person. is very slow. For as many of you as have been what? baptized into Christ, have what? Put on Christ. Uh, let's talk about what he talks about crucified. From 24. Wherefore, the Lord was our cool matter to bring us into Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Next verse. But after that faith is come, we are no longer on the school master. Next verse. And I says, For ye are all the children of God in Christ, by faith in Christ Jesus. Next verse. For as many of you as have been what? Baptized into Christ and have put on Christ. Next verse. And now says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither born nor free, there is neither male nor female, there is neither. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Next verse. And now says, And if ye are with Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. Go on. Is that next? It says, And if ye be Christ, then because then he now says in Galatians 4, verse 1. Next. Okay, I'm going to find it to you where it talks about if you are in Christ, you are crucified. You know the flesh, huh? Galatians what? Huh? All right. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. No, no, not that. All right. I would. I would find it for you. Praise the Lord. All right. But there is a daily battle to ensure that you walk. In the spirit, and the more you walk in the spirit, the more the desires of the flesh die off. Amen. Five twenty-four. 
All right, let's check Galatians 5.24. Yes, go on. Yes, so not they that are Christ have crucified. Now notice, who crucified? It is they that are Christ. You see that? Christ is not the one that crucified it for them. They are the ones that did the word crucifying. Are you seeing that? So that means that if you are in Christ, the, the lusts, the affections, affections there has to do with desires. Glory to God. And there are, look, there are many Christians who can't serve God properly because their desires are their masters. Hooked up on porn, hooked up on masturbation, hooked up on some unprofitable relationship, some sariwagbas and some exes, sleeping with this one, and after that, oh God, I'm so sorry, oh God. Yes, you are forgiven, but this shame and this consciousness in your mind of the wrong you have done is limiting you, is limiting the expression. It's limiting the expression of the glory. It is limiting you. So you find yourself tired. Outreach, you're tired. The fire is not burning as you should burn. Because the flesh is having too much expression. Because it takes fire to serve God. Did you hear what I said? It takes what? Fire to serve God. Fire! You know? To serve God. Takes fire to serve him. Glory to God. It takes fire to serve him. Hallelujah. Amen. Crucify that flesh and the affection. Crucify that thing. Put that thing to death, man. Mortify the deeds of your body by the spirit. By the sword of cut it out. Cut the nonsense out. Cut it out. The more of the pleasures of sin you give yourself to, the more you will find out that your conscience and your, your mind will find it difficult to go into the word. You now be reading the word and you cannot pay attention anymore. You now find out that because sin takes time. It takes your time. It takes the time you should have given to the sins of the spirit. So you can't have consistency. And when you cannot have consistency, the fire cannot burn consistently. When the fire cannot burn consistently, all you will now have is smoke. Smoke. No fire. That's religion. You now begin to get into religious performance. Your hands are too heavy to lift up in worship. Get full of the fact that the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you have victory over sin and walk in that victory. Shake up the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Flee idolatry. Number two. 1 Corinthians 6.18. Flee fornication. Do not let anyone deceive you. Fornication cannot work together with being on fire for God. It is not working. It it's not going to happen. <laughs> Glory to God. Sister, you want to be on fire for God, sing and the glory of God should fall down, then stop going to your brother's house and somebody is pressing your breast. It's not compatible with going with the, it's not, it doesn't work. No come and be asking stupid questions. Is it wrong for my boyfriend to press my, what is all this other rubbish? I mean, silly questions. 
Is it is it wrong for him to kiss me to fondle me? No, go and ask Jesus that one. Were you supposed to say, "Oh yes, he can press his small small"? Is that what I was supposed to tell you? He said, "Flee!" Look at First Corinthians six eighteen. Flee, run. Flee that means to run as in terror. That means if they hold your cloth, drop cloth, run. They collect phone, leave the phone, run. It's not for you to be discussing and trying to understand it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Flee. You know, there's a word for somebody that didn't flee. An accident has happened. Your, my word to you is flee. Now, if accident has happened, there's another word for the person. But you, your accident has not happened. Your own is now. You should do what? Because you see, the word to the person that did not have accident is don't have the accident. The word to the one that have accident is God will see you through. Why you are in the? Are you following what I'm saying? The word is not the same. Amen. Aha. Flee fornication. Pastor, we are dating. Both of us are in church together. We are workers in church. Flee fornication, no? We spoke in tongues after. Flee <laughs> fornication. <laughs> you don't have more sense than God. Hallelujah. You don't have sense than God. Flee, run. Ensure you are walking 100% spirit. Ensure you are putting out and manifesting, expressing the glory 100%. No mixture, no flesh and spirit. Purity of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Burning for God. If you are married, your eyes should be single. Flee fornication. By extension, flee adultery. Amen. Sexual purity is one of the major signs of someone who is on fire for Jesus. Sexual purity. Sexual purity. You don't joke with that. You don't become politicians on that. Number three, flee youthful lusts. You know there's fornication, then there's youthful lust. Youthful lust has to do with things youths crave for. Youthful loss, youthful influences. The desire to be accepted. Peer pressure. Flee. Number four, flee the love of money. 1 Timothy 6, 10 to 11. At times, money is going to lead you away from God's plans and purposes. So if you make money the principal umpire behind the decisions of your life you will always sometimes end up away from God's plan for your life hallelujah and let me just round up with this listen to me I was watching listen to me and listen, and listen to me very well be proud of your Jesus Be proud of your Jesus. Let no one shame you for your Jesus. 
Then, again, be proud of your local church. Be proud. Be proud of that association. Be proud. Wear it like a banner. That local church is the Father's house. God dwells in the people there. Hallelujah. Be proud of it. Don't keep quiet. Carry the thing. The Bible says something. It says, is a candle bought to be put under a bush. It says, a city that is set where? On where? Cannot be what? So that means, listen, you, your church, your gospel, is a city set where? On a hill. Shout about it. Amen. Let me tell you what you should do. Look at your generation. The Father's work through you is in your generation. Look at your generation, your generation, your family, your friends. Ensure that Jesus, glory to God, and the matters of your local church are trending number one in your generation. Don't accept number two. Don't give it up for Bobrisky. God loves Bobrisky. I must trend above him. Amen? Amen? Sometimes, I'm always looking at it. This Jesus, how, how serious are you about it? How? How? Because you see, if you, listen, get to a point that you born so much for Jesus that your tears can feel it. Glory to God. Your tear what? They can say, ah, ah, what is going on on that person's profile? Your <laughs> tear can feel it. How can somebody come to your WhatsApp stories? There is nothing there. Why don't you want to put things there that will give opportunity for them to ask you questions? There is a way you will position yourself as a Christian that some people will not bring rubbish to you. Sister, a Muslim came to ask you out. I, I, I should blame you. Yes, I blame you. Do you know why? It means that the way you position yourself, if he felt he could come to ask you. Why didn't they ask Atikuma out? Was she single? Amen. Is it what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't remember the any time when somebody came to ask me, let us go to club. Do you know why? What I heard was, we know if we ask you to come, you will not come, Pastor. Do you understand? Why? It was my positioning. It was my positioning. So, People that want God, people that want to know more, they come to my TL. Why? They know what to expect. They know what they, they know my content. Are you following? If they see another content, they'll say I was hacked. Oh, hallelujah. Let it be that whenever something unusual, untoward and fleshy comes from you, you understand? Be so known for God that when people see things that is not consistent with what they know you for, they will say, they, they will already give you an excuse. It was hacked. You understand? Abongo cannot tweet that kind of thing. Elizabeth, it can't come from her, you understand? Elizabeth is using the F word? No, 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 she was asked. She was asked. It can't be her. They don't even need to ask you. Position. Hallelujah. 
Ensure Jesus is famous in your generation. Ensure sound doctrine is famous in your generation. Shout about it, cry about it, put him on. Get listen, I'm waiting for people in this church to take a video that talks about a subject. And by yourself, without telling anybody, you go on Instagram and you sponsor it. You go on Facebook and you sponsor it. That is what I'm talking about. You open um what do you call it? Channel on YouTube. And don't be putting videos there. You know, you can put the different men on God. Like you just want people to be, you know, feeding on the word. Why people are saturating it with canal stuff, you are saturating the atmosphere with spiritual stuff. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Born for God. And please don't be two-faced. Don't be one thing in public and another thing in private. If you are in that situation, you are watching me now, you are one thing in public and another in private, go to God in private and cry in prayer, pray in tongues, pray out ability to ensure that that weakness you are battling in with in private, you kill it. You do what? You kill it. God is in you to will and to do. Philippians 2, right, 13. Of his good, you will kill it. I'm not an hypocrite. God forbid. I'm not that one. I'm not a married man who has a side piece. Then he's preaching, discipline, preaching, serving. No, no, sir. That's not me. That's not me. I'm not a married woman who has a side piece. I'm not a sister singing in the choir. Or is double dating, triple dating, or sex triple dating. No, that's not me. Praise God. I'm a man on fire for God. Say aloud, I'm a man on fire on God for God. Again, I'm a man on fire for God. Every sister, every Saturday, on law marriage, 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 marriage. Are you an MC? Are you an MC? You say Saturdays for marriage. It's not Saturdays for outreach. Monday to Friday, you're at work. Saturdays now for marriage. Every Saturday, who and be, who and be, who and be, you take the picture. Everything you have done, uh, Ashwabi. You don't even partner. Ashwabi, look on free partnership. See, be. Then you now come and be praying. When we are praying for financial increase, you say, Oh God, ah, oh God, I pray for my church that they will have the money to do this and do that and do that. And yes, God, we are now, we are give. God says, Oh, yeah, now, oh, yeah, oh, amen, we are give. Ah, no, I, I, I have a treasure. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get on fire for God. At least sacrifice three Saturdays. Do one as you understand. People know me that I can't, you can't just guarantee that I'll be around for your event on a Saturday. It's not guaranteed. Except there's a wedding here. Glory to God. Amen. It's true. Born for God. Lift up your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. Man on fire, woman on fire. What does that mean? God first. You get your priorities straightened out. This is not useful exuberance. I was listening to Bishop Abioye. 40 years burning for God. That's what we're talking about. Not when I was the NYSC. I was the, what they call those staff fellowship they have. And I was the something president. We went for uh, outreach. That was, I was, I was on fire then. Help me to stay for life. That's why we sang that song. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. 
when I was a student, when I was still young, and I didn't have responsibilities, I was on fire for God. We used to go for evangelism. God, that one is not your portion in Jesus' name. Not your portion. May you not be a part of a church where they go for evangelism, but we are, you are not in the number. Glory to God. Remember. Remember. My father walked, Itato, and I walk. Let's just begin to pray in other tongues. Oh, Father, we thank you. Mandala brakasata kababa bahaya. Jakata kababa bakoso prakata lababahaya. Rakata kababa kasata kababa bahaya. Barosata haya. Landi librunda la kasata kababa bahaya. Let's talk in other tongues. Ninti kikukukiti bukosum. Mandala kam.